Hey, lovely freaks. Just wanted to put a quick little insert here before we get started on today's episode. This is an older episode, and we will have a brand new episode for you either Tuesday or next Friday, hopefully Tuesday, um, if you follow us on social media at Lovely Freaks Podcast on Instagram. You can see when we'll be posting and all that. Um, so yeah, we hope that you guys enjoy today's spooky episode. Hey, lovely freaks, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And today... And I'm Hannah. Hannah. <laughs> the sideshow. The freak, the laughter... She's your host, and I'm the one who entertains. Um, okay, that was awesome. Anyways, so <laughs> if you're new here, hi, welcome. Um, if you want to go ahead and hit that subscribe button, you can do that. You can also follow us, and you can go down to the description box, and it'll have a link tree link, and it'll tell you where all of our social media is. So today we have a bonus episode for you guys, and this one's going to be a short one. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but we kind of wanted to give you guys a little break um, from Dahmer. Yeah. So, in between all this craziness, so we just kind of decided to throw this in there. So, yeah. Um, oh, first of all, I want to say I did watch the Night Stalker you did? thing. And if y'all haven't watched it, you should on Netflix. Um, yeah, what a piece of shit. Like, yeah. he was a piece of shit anyways, but, like, I didn't realize After how many that, women, yeah. he, I mean, how many kids he, like, abducted from their beds, like, molested them, raped them, and then, like, okay, bye, and then put yeah. them back in his, their bed or left them in the middle of the street. And that girl, she was so gross, that, that young girl. The, three, the six-year-old, yeah. yeah. And then I also didn't realize that, um, I don't know, there's just a bunch of stuff I didn't... I didn't realize, I guess. Y'all need but. to watch it, because there's a lot of stuff that you thought you would know, but there's, like, a lot of stuff that, like, like is new that I didn't know. And also, the it, it has more perspective of the people instead of the Night Stalker, because they're not glorifying the Night Stalker. They're more, like... Oh, I know what I was going to say. The sh- women. Yeah. You were right. Like, why? I don't understand that. I, I can't wrap my brain around it. The women? The women that were, like, sending him nudes of themselves in Mm -hmm. court and all that. And then what he said at the end, basically saying that he was, like, you know, the devil. I didn't make it this way. The society made me this way. And he was talking about how he was, like, like, basically, like, the devil or whatever. I don't even remember. And then, oh, my God. But I was just, like, wow. But, like, the (laughs) part where he was in the, um, trial, on trial. Mm -hmm. And they got done with it. And he had a pantogram and he went... The way he said it, oh, Satan. <laughs> like, super, and they were all like, oh, I was like, he said it so fucking, like. Baby bitch boy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Satan. And he looked like, like oh a bitch God. in the back of that police car whenever they were beating his ass. Yeah. I was like, yeah, well, that's what you get. That's why you have to kill men first, because you're a bitch and you don't know how to fight, so. Yeah, they had a thing all the way around his head, wrapped around his head. Yeah, they beat his ass. He probably was like, you're gonna have to wrap it all around my head. They just, they just hurt me. There's blood everywhere. There's blood everywhere, man. I can hear him. Oh, man. Anyways, yeah, you should go watch it, though. It's pretty good. And you can watch it, I don't know, I watched it all in, like, a few hours. Probably, like, two, maybe three hours. I mean, it wasn't very long, so... 
Okay, so today um, we're talking about the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. So some of you might know what this is, and if you live in Louisville, Kentucky, then you do know what it is. Um, so it's basically like a really haunted place. Mm-hmm. And we're going to just kind of talk about the history of it and why it's so haunted and then um, kind of like an event that happens at the end, but let's just dive on in. So the sanatorium is located in southwest Louisville, Kentucky and was opened in 1910. I think it was kind of started construction in 1910 because I couldn't figure out. Some reports said 1910, some said 1920. So if I'm wrong, whatever. 1910, 1920, somewhere in there. Um, It was one of the most state of the art facilities built for treatment of tuberculosis. So, a lot of people believe that there's, like, um, tons of ghosts. And they even have, like, ghost tours and things like that um, nowadays for this place. It's huge. I'll put a picture up. Um, Where is it? It's Waverly Hills Sanatorium. It's in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. You can look up a picture right now. It's really pretty, too, like, and massive. Um, It's considered to be one of the most haunted places in America. Uh, TB, I'm going to call tuberculosis TB and shorten it. Okay. So TB kills most anyone it comes in contact with by attacking the lungs and it basically like suffocates people. So it was a virus that, you know, they didn't have a cure for. Mm-hmm. Um, over time, it can also spread to your bones and your organs. Before 1920, I mean 1940s, TB had no cure. Doctors told patients to just get fresh air, sunlight, proper food for their diet, and it might help the symptoms. I just looked up the picture. It's freaking huge. It's huge, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, not even like, it's just wrapped around. It looks like it kind of wraps around. It's Mm -hmm. so huge. So, patients could live, you could live with tuberculosis for like years, and Mm -hmm. you would just have the symptoms, but the symptoms were like, excruciatingly painful um so waverly hills was open for these patients um it's five stories tall and about 1080 square foot with comforts like phones and audio systems the medical facility could accommodate 400 patients comfortably maybe more and one of the major things about the facility was it had large windows, and I'm sure you saw that in the pictures, so yeah. that way they could get, you know, the proper sunlight that they needed, if, especially if it was, like, wintertime and it was too cold to go outside, they could get the sunlight and all that. It was a very upscale sanatorium with self-sufficient c- commodities that, so, like, they grew their own food, they had their own poo stuff, poo, poo they had their own post <laughs> yeah, their office. Own poo. You know, like any other person. <laughs> they had their own post office. They had mm-hmm. their own, like, pretty much everything. Even the nurses and the doctors. Really cool. Like, they lived on, they lived there. And a lot of the times, like, the nurses and doctors, like, if you went there, I mean, you could have possibly contracted TB. So, I mean, even though they were careful, but it could have happened. So, there was no guarantee that you would be going back to wherever you came from. Because mm-hmm. you could have died. You know, if you, if you got it. Um, so, yeah, in the early stages of TB, patients would have classes they could take. 
to help keep them busy and they would learn like different hobbies and things like that if they ever did recover. But most patients, however, didn't get a chance to leave because tuberculosis, tuberculosis is back then it was, um, almost like a death sentence for sure. Most of the surgeries for TB were pretty brutal and barbaric and anesthesia was limited because patients could die if given too much. And this resulted in subpatients feeling every single thing that would happen during surgery. Mm. From that, it would be resulted, the result would be death, like if they felt too much of the pain. So you can imagine how many people died during these surgeries that they were trying to do to, because they didn't really know what they were doing. They were just trying to see whatever worked, but they couldn't give them too much anesthesia to put them under because they could die from that and not wake up again. So, one of the surgeries involved doctors pushing balloons into the lungs to expand the infected lung cavities. They were awake. They weren't awake, but they weren't fully... So, they were kind of like drunk. Yeah. But not really, but you know, like a drunk stated. Yeah. But still. Another, excuse me, another involved removing some of the patient's ribs, like seven or eight ribs, so it would allow for the lungs, the infected lungs to, um, like have more room to breathe and, Mm -hmm. and... expand more comfortably the most dangerous procedure was cracking open the chest and exposing the lungs and using a uv light to try to see if they could kill some of the infection all the surgeries unfortunately failed and so so they all failed yeah all the surgeries failed the hearses would pull up to the front doors of the sanatorium to collect the bodies in the early ages when the hospital first opened however in order to not have so many hearses show up and make the patients feel like, okay, we're all going to die, you know. Yeah. Um, they made a body chute that they, it was an old railroad, so it was, it was supposed to be used as a rail system, like for the tunnels where they could carry like cargo to the sanatorium. Yeah. But the doctors decided to start just putting bodies down there and getting them out that way. So, you know. It sounds like, you know that place, um, American Horror Story? Kind of, but... It kind of sounds like that, because they had They're insane. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that might have been where they got their inspiration from, though. Yeah, because so it's So, one it's of really the stories too. about the ghost in the house, I mean, in the house, in the okay, sanatorium, sanatorium. Um, she was a little girl, and what happened was she was a TB patient and so this is just this is just a story about this ghost. People say that they see this little girl ghost but mm-hmm. they don't you know, we don't know how she really died. So this is like the story that they kind of made up for her. Um well we do know how she died, let me rephrase that. But we don't know if I'm I'm trying to make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. What are you talking about? Like, like, we don't know how this person actually... But they have stories? If this person is an actual... Yeah, it's not like this ghost walked up and was, was like, like hey, hey, let me tell you how I died. <laughs> yeah. They just, like, guessed that this could have been the girl that died this way. Yeah. And now she's a ghost. Okay. There we go. Okay. So, her story is that she got the surgery, but she felt pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Um, during surgery, they were even having to, like, hold her down. Mm. And they were, like, cracking her chest open to do the UV stuff. But because of that, like, so much, like, anxiety and all that, her heart just pretty much gave out. Plus the pain. That is... Oh, I hate to die like that. Someone literally cracking your lungs open. And your chest, yes. 
So, um, there's a lot of paranormal activity in this tunnel, obviously. However, you can only walk halfway down the tunnel because some of it has collapsed on the other side. They say that if you go there today, you will see shadows, hear voices, maybe even get pushed or punched and get your hair pulled as well. Violent. I know, right? So, the sanatorium was built because basically people with TB back in the day would pretty much be shunned out of the community. Um, Obviously because, you know, this was a death sentence and Waverly Hills was a place where they could all thrive and hopefully recover because they were, you know, people... I don't know. I think they knew. I didn't look that up. I didn't learn, didn't look up how you contracted TB, but I can't remember. If, I don't think it's through the air. It might be like contact, like if someone mm-hmm. drinks something and then you drink after oh, them. I don't know. Okay. I was say, why, still, is, why didn't I hear this much in, like, in history? I tuberculosis? Mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I heard a, a vaccine little bit, but like, now. yeah, but it was like, um, you know, like, us right now with the yeah, I mean that's what people don't they didn't understand. Wear a mask like, and everything. They didn't wear mask and everything. Yeah, so I don't think it was airborne, but like TB, you know, freaking polio, like I mean, all that used to be diseases and viruses and stuff that they had to come up with a vaccine for. So yeah. it's not like COVID is the first virus, virus to ever be out yeah. there. Um, that's why we take half of the immunization shots that we take when we're younger. So in nineteen twenty. 28, a nurse named Mary Hellenberg was found hung right outside room 502. Some believe that she committed suicide because she got pregnant with a married doctor's baby. Others believe that Mary did not commit suicide, that her suicide was staged because a nurse that found her said that she had, like in the report Mm -hmm. from back then, a nurse that found her said that she was hanging, but she was covered in blood. So how do you get covered in yeah, blood if you just hang yourself? Hang yourself. Yeah. Some people think that Mary died because her lover, the doctor, tried to force her to have an abortion, and it started to go wrong, so then they staged the hanging. Hmm. Some rumors say that the fetus was found on property later, but those are just rumors. Another tragedy in 1932 occurred in room 502. It's rumored that the nurse jumped to her death from out of the window. Paranormal investigators say that room 502 has a lot of activity with energy surges, temperature fluctuations, and even voices. Some pictures have even been taken of Mary standing outside the outside the door of 502, and we'll I'll post that picture. Some mediums have said they have even communicated with Mary. So I thought that was pretty cool. And the picture that they have um, that I'll post is pretty neat. It's like a it's like an apparition of a woman. And mm-hmm. she's literally, like, she's naked, but she's standing outside the door, like, up against it. It's weird. The sanatorium was operational from, like I said, 1910, 1920, somewhere in there, to 1961. In the 1940s, they found antibiotics and cures for TB and... Um, you know, different things that came about, so it wasn't really a death sentence anymore. Patient population started to fall, and then they eventually closed. However, it was estimated that over 8,000 deaths occurred at Waverly Hills while it was operational. 
but some believe that number could actually be close to 63,000 people that have been recorded to have lost their lives. Yeah, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Which, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it was 63,000 because there's no telling how many people, yeah. yeah, had to go there, you know, for yeah. the disease. But I guess, well, it's not like the hearses the hearses were starting to like roll in there on a daily and then the doctors like but the doctors were like let's use the body shoot so because i was sitting there thinking if i was there i'd be like "Mm, probably not gonna get out of here so i'm just gonna go back home (laughs) like i mean i wonder how many people got i wonder how many people went there to think that they were gonna possibly get cured but then it didn't happen and then it didn't happen but then also where did they put these like they put them down the chute that part I'm not sure. I couldn't find any information. I think they... I wonder if they just threw them. I don't know if they did that or, like, buried them somewhere underground or... I don't think they burned the bodies. It wasn't, like, the bubonic plague where they, you know, they yeah. burned the bodies for that. But, but like, that's kind of scary because, like, I mean, yeah, ghosts would be there if you just threw the bodies. Oh, yeah. So, in 1962, the building reopened as an elderly home, or like a geriatric home. So, they had patients there with, like, dementia and, you know, different things like that. So, um, some patients and staff, even, started noticing odd things happening. They would hear voices, see people dressed in old-fashioned clothing, and, of course, have the, you know, cold spells in the rooms and all that other stuff that would be going on. Yeah. So, um, but some people would just play it off that, oh, it's just, you know, old man Jenkins over there. He's got dementia, so he's just seeing stuff. But Mm. even, like, nurses and people like that saw it. So, I don't understand why they would think that that would, you know, they blamed it on their Alzheimer's. Yeah, Alzheimer's. What? You can't say it in school. (laughs) I was like, Alzheimer's. In 1981, the state closed the elderly center because they found that the elderly patients were actually being neglected, um, and they were actually falsifying records. So, like, I'm assuming that meant, like, and that's what made me think that maybe that's where American Horror Story got that, picked yeah. that, picked that part of it, because mm-hmm. it was, you know, um... They were, like, falsifying records, so people that actually weren't supposed to be there were there, and all kinds of shady stuff like that. People who came to search for ghosts say that they see an elderly woman woman, running through the halls first on the first floor, crying for help, with mm. blood dripping from her wrist and ankles because she had chains hanging from them. So, like, that was, she was, like, chained up when she yeah. died. No one knows who she is, but some believe that she was a patient at the geriatric center. In nineteen, in the 1980s, a developer purchased the property and was going to convert it into, like, a maximum security prison. A lot of people, like, protested this, and it didn't sell, and it didn't go through. And then 20 years like over the past 20 years several people were going to like develop it into something else and something would always happen and it would fall through meanwhile a lot of residents were sneaking in and vandalizing the place so we're going to talk about one story from these teenage boys 
So one story is that teens, three teen boys, who went to the sanatorium to graffiti it and vandalize and be little turds, um, they had a ghost experience. They made it to, excuse me, they made it to the hills and the one teen boy started spraying the walls with his graffiti. While the other two of his friends were in the next room, he could hear them breaking stuff and basically vandalizing the place. The radio suddenly let out a huge burst of static noise. One of the boys stopped and looked around. They had heard all of the ghost stories before, but didn't really believe them. The boys all started running whenever one of them saw a security guard. So apparently they have security there now, or they did at this time. Mm-hmm. Um... And so they would just, like, you know, case the place, like, yeah. just walk around all the time. Um, I mean, it's a big building, so. Yeah, it is. They ran into a room. So they started running down the hallway. They ran into a room at the end of the hall. And once they got into the room, the door slammed behind them. Slammed shut. He looked out of the viewing, like, little viewing window. You know, like, if you're in a yeah insane asylum and you can see out the little viewing window. And he could see, he didn't see the security guard out there. Since they thought that they were safe, they tried to open the door. However, it did not move. There wasn't even a doorknob. Mm. They all started pushing the door and looking for something, some sort of latch. The boys had a flashlight, but they wouldn't, it wouldn't stay on too long. It would only stay on for like a few seconds at a time. They suddenly, hold on. Started getting very cold as a breeze kind of would like blow down, you know, the back of their necks. They started shivering and the room started seeming to get darker and darker. Almost like if you stand and you just stand in some darkness and then you realize it just kind of feels like it keeps getting darker and smaller. Mm-hmm. It became like a heavy feeling for all three boys. One of the boys screamed that something scratched the back of his neck, but no one could see anything in the room and they didn't know what that feeling was. All of a sudden, they started smelling the smell of urine, really bad urine. They began to scream and scream and they were trying to tell the security guard, come let us out, come let us out. They were banding, excuse me, they were banging and screaming and finally the door flung open and the security guard's flashlight filled the light, filled, the security guard's light, light light filled the room. It kind of sounds like a movie. And blinded them, yeah. They all started saying something was in the room with them, something, something grabbed me, something was, it was cold in here, there's something in here. The security guard stopped and then showed them the door and he showed them that the door didn't even have a latch. It wasn't even able to lock. So the door, like... Couldn't lock. Couldn't lock. It couldn't shut. So somebody was just holding the door. Yeah. That's weird. And so they all, like, as soon as that was over with, they all, like... Went home. Booked it out of there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would have peed. Didn't sleep that night. (laughs) Really, when they smelled... I mean, when they smelled urine, it was just one, one of, of the boys. Peed. Yeah, they were like, "Oh no, guys! Oh, it must smell. be the ghost. I didn't pee myself. I'm not scared." When you take a tour of the sanatorium, you can still see the marks made by their scratches on the door, and by I think one of the boys had like a a crowbar, 
mm-hmm. and you can see the crowbar marks, but you will not see a door latch and you will not see a lock. In 2001, Charles and Tina Mattingly purchased the um, property and they have plans to turn it into a hotel. No, uh, thank you. Yeah, no, that's not going to work. <laughs> you can take a tour, and they talk about the history and even the paranormal activity. So they do admit that there's paranormal activity. You can also stay over the night. You can stay the night over if you're brave enough. So, yeah. So it's a hotel now. Well, it's supposed to become, right, basically coming a hotel. I thought it was going to be like a museum for like ghost activity or something. I think that's probably what they're going to do. So, because it's going to be like, um, it's probably going to be like, what is that hotel? You know the one that The Shining is based off of? Oh, yeah. So, you can stay in that hotel, but they tell you, like, yeah, there's ghost activity in here for sure. So, just, you know, a lot of paranormal. And that's what they were talking about with this place, like, a lot of paranormal activity. You can go there and, like, um, a lot of, like, uh, what's it called? Ghost hunters and people like that have been there. I would not. You couldn't pay me enough. I'm pretty sure there's probably a documentary about this place. I know I've seen something about it before. I feel like I have. I just can't remember um, what it was on. Maybe it was Hulu. I cannot talk today. Maybe it was Hulu or uh, Amazon Prime. You know that TikTok where you can get some Chipotle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I told you guys this was a short episode, so that's pretty much it. Um, we haven't even made it to 30 minutes. Wow. <laughs> We're just 20 minutes. That's a short episode for us. That's interesting, though. I like that. Yeah, I thought it was just something short and sweet that we could do for you guys. Sweet. We're talking about, you know, ghosts, dead people. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Hangings. Abortion. <laughs> yeah. So Children sweet. dying from TB. Um, and then breaking the lungs and everything. That yeah. was very... I was like, uh... I would hate that. <laughs> My lungs hurt now. That would definitely suck. Um, so, yeah. We are going to um, get part two of Jeffrey Dahmer Jeffrey up Dahmer. Friday. And I think when we... Um, start like when we start when we go to like spotify and, and itunes and all that i think we might start doing these uh bonus episodes on tuesday post them on tuesday okay but we won't i mean as you guys know we don't have a bonus episode every week like when we did the night stalker that was just one that week so but anyways so i hope you guys have a great night and you can go ahead and go to our social media Follow us on Instagram for sure because we post like a bunch of different stuff there. Like yeah. that's where we update most Sometimes of the stuff. We post memes. Yeah, we post memes too, of course. Um, <laughs> that one about BTK that I posted yeah. that was hilarious. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, that was funny. It was my favorite. Um, so yeah, and be on the lookout for Friday. We'll have good old Jeffrey back. We'll end it. We'll wrap it up. Man, it's intense. It's intense. And I might actually have some audio for that one as well. Like, maybe towards the end. So, all right. Well, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.